Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited for this episode today, as well as my guest. Um, I think you're going to learn a lot from her because I know many of you are multifaceted and have a lot of passion. So let's jump in. I want to introduce my guest, Anna. She's a multifaceted entrepreneur with success in the product-based space, mentorship space, and network marketing space. This 4-6 sacral generator has the energy to scale multiple businesses at once, all while supporting women to step into their leadership. And she's raising two mindful mindful girls in British Columbia, Canada. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It feels like a perfect match. So I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. And I love it because many of the listeners have lots of ideas and some are in product space and some are in entrepreneurial space creating digital products. So I love that you not only are multifaceted, but you really own that because Mm. sometimes people are like, no, you got to pick one thing and that's it. Oh, I know. And, and so when we talk, so I brought in that little human design piece, which actually through human design, I've been able to, you know, own it, own it more because it's simply who I am. And I know that society it teaches us to, especially the traditional route of, you know, get that safe and secure job and work that same job for 40 plus years and then retire with a pension. But I'm like, well, what if I love multiple things? What if my purpose and passion is in, you know, various elements that that I can bring to the world? And so here we are, a lot of things going on at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I love that you've owned it. And also you're using that human design because I think so often when people get into business or try something new, there are a lot of people out there, the they's, whoever they are, they're like, you must do this and you must do that. And you have to do this. And just so you know, you're not doing this. So you need to do that. And that happened to me when I started my business, people gave me all these things I needed to do but it really wasn't authentic for me. So how did you step into really learning and knowing what you were, who you are and what you were meant to do? Mm, I love it. And I think also, you know, as coaches and mentors, we have this responsibility that we come with a perspective, we come with our experiences and, um, you know, our years of trials and, and tribulations and success stories, but it really comes down to, that person that we're connecting with and and what is their burning desire? What is their pathway? What gets them up in the morning? Because it's going to be different for for every single one of us. And so especially in the coaching space, like I'm just here with my experiences, but I'm here to guide you to find your truth, your purpose, your inner knowing, because 
we internally are the only ones that have all the answers. And so I've really moved away from, you know, I, I never take advice from people who are not where I want to be or yeah. where I want to be going. And also I don't take advice unless I ask for that advice. Mm. And so I remember as I was leaving corporate, so raised in a very traditional family, um, that was the, the thing that I was meant to do get that safe and secure job and climb the corporate ladder. So I entered the corporate space and I looked around, I was in this little cubicle um, in sales and marketing uh, for products that I would never personally consume. And that was my first indication of like, okay, something mm-hmm. needs to shift because I cannot, I will not do this for 40 years. And so yeah. of course, you know, being raised by immigrant parents, my dad almost lost his bananas <laughs> when he realized that I'm quitting everything and actually going into network marketing, like, oh my God, she's going into a pyramid scheme, right? Like they have their stories of Amway and, you know, whatever other dinosaur companies. And so that was my first like real decision that was not easy, but it was soul fueled knowing that there had to be something else for me where I could really Mm -hmm. shine from my zone of genius. And so now we're here 13 years later, I've been able to try a lot of things, really get to know myself and what it is that I love. And, uh, and I have launched different businesses. And so, you know, when I went into then the product based space, the beautiful thing in that experience for me and and with my co-founder was that immediately we both went into our zones of genius. So I focused Mm. on the sales and marketing, the uh, relationship building, the collaborating, working with influencers, like that is my zone of genius. And then she was in her zone of genius of product creation and, you know, all of the creative aspects of the business. But then interestingly enough, when I launched my coaching and mentorship business, I was now back to doing it all. Oh, and I, yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah. now I just spent five years in my zone of genius. And now I'm responsible for all the things she was also responsible for. And so there we are again, right? Like how well do you know yourself and then having the ability to outsource or ask for help and support in the areas that I know are not my zone of genius and they are someone else's. Yeah. I love it. You know, one of the things when I first started my business, I came from corporate, like a lot of people and I had big teams, like Mm -hmm. big teams. And I could go from like a meeting and then come out and be like, we have this wild idea, go to another meeting. And I'd come back and like half the team's like, we figured out how to make it happen. And the first thing that happened was when I started having all these ideas, I'm like, oh, wait, I have to make these happen. <laughs> exactly. Right. Until yeah. you can have that team. Right. Which, yep. which take, takes time. Yeah. 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 So I love that you've used this human design. How did you get into that? Like what and what really changed for you when you started stepping into your authentic self? Mm, I love that. And and I feel like human design and gene keys, I mean, these are just tools for us to under, yeah. understand ourselves better. And so I think for me, the thing that really clicked when I realized, okay, I'm like a four, six sacral generator and I'm a specific manifester, you know, everything made sense because when we look at specific and non-specific uh, manifesting, for example, I was like, this is why I gravitated towards vision boards because I need to have that specific mm-hmm. vision 
person at the forefront of what it is that I am co-creating and and manifesting into reality. Whereas vision boards don't work for the non-specific manifestors because they just don't need to know the exact detail, right? Mm -hmm. So that is just one example. Also, you know, a generator generates their own energy. And actually, I believe it's about 70% of the population that are generators And so society is essentially created by generators for generators. And Mm. so if you're not a generator and you're seeing these generators doing all these things, being multifaceted, Mm. launching all of these programs, launching multiple companies, I mean, it is a very specific energy type that can do that. And whereas like a projector who does not generate their own energy, I'm seeing right now so many successful projectors in the coaching industry, but they work for hours a day. They found a way um, a system that works for them and their energy type. Right. And so that to me has been the most fascinating is like, I get why I am how I am and how I operate and how I'm able to. And so when we look at like comparisonitis, if you have a projector looking or, or being coached by me, well, it would not be fair for me to, to mentor them, to do things the way that I do. It just is not fair for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important too. You bring up the point of coaching. It's, it's also understanding who you're surrounding yourself with, either it's a business partner, a coach, a mentor, and, you know, going back to all those shoulds that they told us to do who you're listening to for advice, because it just may not fit for you. Yeah. And, and, and we know, we know. And so I feel there's Uh this beautiful movement towards you know, just leading with intuition, leading with our own energetic frequency. And and I've been calling it like a coming home, especially with female founders, female entrepreneurs. If things are no longer feeling good for you, it's for a reason because we truly are, I mean, energetic beings, we're intuitive beings. And so, you know, as a self-proclaimed, you know, hustler, doer, I'm also in this phase of like coming home, like what does rest look and feel like? What Mm -hmm. does being in full trust and allowing look like for me? Because that is not how I've operated or or built businesses. And so I feel like we we have the answers. And so if you're, you know, getting advice from someone else and you just intuitively know that that's not the advice Mm -hmm. that you are right now looking to implement, then then you know, then don't do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard though. People are, are, you know, when you start off with a new thing, you don't really know what to do. So you're looking for that roadmap. I get a lot of clients who are like, just tell me what to do Mm. and I will do it. (laughs) It's like, okay, but you have to own that. You have to feel confident in that solution as well. Exactly. Especially if you're the one who's going to be executing on that strategy, like, does it feel in alignment for you? Does it feel good? And then at the end of the day, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're just constantly exploring, we're constantly trying, we're pivoting. And so there is not one solution that's going to be perfect for everybody. And I think that's what makes entrepreneurs entrepreneurs is that resiliency and that willingness to try and that willingness to problem solve and 
pivot as needed. And especially over the last three years, I mean, we have been called to pivot. We have yeah. been called to make shifts and changes and, and oftentimes quite quickly because mm-hmm. we simply have to. Yeah. Yeah. So you've fallen into several businesses and really followed your passions and your interests. How did you get to that point? And like, where, where are you now? Mm. It's beautiful to kind of look back at the last 13 years because everything had purpose. Everything has led me to now. And so when I quit corporate, like cold and dry, I just left and I entered the network marketing space. I mean, that was my very first entry into entrepreneurship. And then as I started building that business, I realized like, I'm a good entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurship. I am self-motivated. I'm self-disciplined. I don't need anyone like a boss telling me what to do. And so that was also, and this is why I'm a big fan of the industry is because it was my gateway into entrepreneurship and gateway into personal development. Mm -hmm. And so as I built that company um, over four and a half years, my next adventure, we created a physical product. Now that physical Mm -hmm. product was because I entered the realm of personal development. So I co-founded a company called Love Powered Co, where we brought mindfulness and mindfulness tools to families around the world with the foundational product of affirmation cards. And yeah. affirmations for me were huge on my on my journey as one of the tools because I look at affirmations as pattern interrupters. And so mm-hmm. as I was really consciously um, working on myself and reprogramming old patterns and beliefs, affirmations played a key role. And so when I launched Love Powered Co, um, we launched affirmations and mindfulness cards and gratitude cards, because thinking like, what if we raised our children? And and I was a mom at that point with this foundation, with this foundation of affirmations, mindfulness, kindness, gratitude. And then rather than having to unpack, undo, Mm -hmm. reprogram, recode as adults, what if we simply raise them on these tools? So that was that next company that I launched, which we scaled and officially sold five years later. So we sold at the end of um, December. So just recently, and then coaching and mentorship was also that next extension, having now this experience of gosh, over 10 years in, in the two different industries. And so that just naturally landed. And um, that's where I am right now. And I really focus on, I used to be someone who just focused on strategy, very similar to what you said, like, tell Mm -hmm. me what to do. And I will will do that. Yeah. Yeah, I will execute. But I started really layering in the energetics and the frequency piece, because, you know, so many of us, because of our programming and our evidence of quote unquote, success, we get to that goal, but we're already like miles ahead on the other goal. And so what is the joy? What is the pleasure in in what we are creating? And so this is why, you know, the success formula, as I call it really is energetics and frequency paired with the strategies and systems and structures in place, because we want to feel good doing Mm -hmm. what we're doing. We want to feel good creating what we're creating um, because we don't want to create this this magic wealth abundance, and then be like, what was it for my family? I sacrificed my family time with my children time with my partner. And so it has to be congruent, especially in 2023. Like there's this rise of consciousness of mm-hmm. so many of us are feeling that is, is amazing. I love this evolution in entrepreneurship. 
Yeah, I feel like the you mentioned the pivot. I feel like everyone or most people, a lot of people really took a look at their life, their business, their career and made some assessments. Like, is this and you mentioned this, too, like once you achieve the goal, you're on to the next goal. Like, is this the life I really dreamed of? Like, did I do all this work to and this is it? Like, this is what I worked hard for. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think that was the blessing of of the pandemic is people really sitting down and evaluating like, like, you know, every single area, not just business, but life and lifestyle and relationships. And, and, you know, it, it, we're coming out of it on the other side. And I mean, hopefully everyone is making those decisions fueled by how it makes them feel and, and what they are like that bigger purpose, bigger vision, um, as opposed to just doing because we have to, or we should be doing yeah. it, going through the motions and everything. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you're like, Ooh, I haven't done that. You know, there's still time, take some time and really think about the activities and, you know, before you add them back to your plate or continue doing them, think about why you're doing them. And is this make sense for me? And is this getting me to my goals and my life purpose? Or is this just going through the motions? Mm, exactly. And I feel like the more spaciousness that we can create, this is when we tap into those answers, that intuition, like if we're too busy and we can't hear, then again, what is really the point? And so I feel like right now for me in this, in this moment in time, like spaciousness is my word for this year. And it's like, in that spaciousness is actually where the magic and miracles reside. And it's where I get the ideas and the ideas that actually land. They're not just like sitting down and throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing which strategy lands or, you know, what my, what I'm launching next. It's like when I'm in this spaciousness, which wasn't a super uncomfortable for me as someone who's Mm -hmm. so used to just doing. Um, But then that inspired idea that lands that comes in, is a good one. You know, mm-hmm. it actually generates those results. And I'll give you an example. Like I was sitting, so January, I had just come off the, the official handover of my product-based company. We had just gone through cyber month, which we know in every industry mm-hmm. is so busy. And then come January 1st, I was supposed to start promoting my next mastermind. And I sat there, I was like, I can't promote this. Like I just ran a marathon to (laughs) go through a successful cyber month, hand over my product-based company, like no chance. And so it was this, this, this inspired Mm -hmm. decision. And I was like, it's okay. I will know when the right timing is to relaunch this mastermind. And then I just knew, I knew that April is the most perfect time. The name of it was bloom, like nothing blooms in February. We know. Yeah. Especially where I live. And so April, perfect timing and everything's just happened so naturally behind the scenes and the guest experts, the students. And it's, this is where it's like ease and flow Mm -hmm. and not that I haven't worked on it, but it's that natural rhythm that yields those results when it's an intentional and inspired. Yeah. I love that you listened to and you gave yourself grace. Like so many times people are like, well, I have to do this. And then when they can't or they they don't, they beat themselves up and they're like, well, I'm a failure. I didn't launch my mastermind in January when I mean, the name is Bloom. Like, right. I feel like the universe was telling you, like, 
she's not going to launch this in this month. That's <laughs> right. And if I didn't listen and I bulldozed through it, I bet you like, not only would I have internally felt like some residual of resentment, but also would not have been as potent. And I can tell you the guest experts that I have brought in are world-class and it was just such easy yeses. Mm -hmm. As I invited, they said, yes. I was like the, the, the synchronicity because I listened Mm -hmm. is beautiful. Well, and even if you were able to deliver it, you may not have had the signups that you were looking for, but your heart wouldn't have been in it and exactly. people wouldn't have, you know, had the experience that they're going to have now. So I love that giving yourself that grace to know, Hey, this isn't the right time and it's okay. Exactly. And I think that's where we're, I mean, I hope where we're moving towards an entrepreneurship because there's just so many shoulds and who creates the shoulds. I mean, oftentimes yeah. we create our own shoulds. Yeah. Who's they? <laughs> Who's they, right? Exactly. The second time that comes up in our, in our conversation. And so just paying attention and you may have a plan. Maybe you mapped everything out for the next 12 months, but if it doesn't feel good, it is okay. It is safe yeah. for you to pivot, to pause and to reevaluate and then allow that, that guidance to come through. And you'll just know it's like yeah. this instant, like instant match. Yeah. Now, early in our conversation, you brought up your father, your dad, and how he wasn't maybe the most supportive. And I think there's a lot of listeners out there that have a dream or an idea on their heart, but they're working that nine to five for that retirement. And so they're afraid to tell their husband, their spouse, their parent, someone else who may not see, um, how leaving something stable, even though these days, is it really stable, but leaving that paycheck is a good idea. So how did you, how did you get past that? How did you find the courage to do it? And then how did you generate supporters outside of obviously your father at first? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was not supportive at first. I, I feel like I kept it from him for a while, but you know, over time, I started creating the evidence, the results Uh that this was a good idea. But this is the other thing is I was in my in my mid 20s, I didn't have big responsibilities, I didn't have children, I didn't have a mortgage payment. So I feel like taking that quote, unquote, risk at the time, Mm -hmm. would not it, it, if it was today, I probably I don't know how I would feel. And so I always, you know, we all have the answers within, but at the same time, it's like, maybe don't quit everything and launch that business. Because what I've found is that when we launch the business and we quit everything else, we put a lot of pressure Mm. on the business. Yeah. And so this is where I really tie it into the energetics is if we have the pressure, the need that it really translates to lack frequency because of the the grip, like this needs to happen. I need this to happen in order to pay my mortgage, in order to pay my children. Like, don't put that pressure on your business. Yeah. And so there's, there's simpler ways, especially at the beginning, like continue doing what you're doing but become so hyper-productive, you know, schedule yourself properly to be able to start working on that dream. And you'll know when you reach that tipping point where it is okay and safe and secure for your nervous system to leave that full-time quote unquote, air quotes, big time, safe and secure job, because nothing is safe today. So it's like, 
you know, you'll know and then follow the frequency, follow how it feels. But if there is something right now on your heart, in your soul, like you just have to go for it because this is your life. It's not your partner's life. It's not your dad's life. Like this is your life when we get one shot. So maybe don't go crazy quitting absolutely everything, but absolutely. What is that next step? for you to bring that, that, that star, that seed right now that's within you that needs to be, needs to be birthed into the world. You know, I love that. And I love the not quitting everything. If you can, you know, many times people create the side hustle and then they have a full-time gig. And so they have a lot on their plate, a lot of hours. And I would just recently work with the client and she's like, I just, my job is just so busy. I can't quit it, but I can't build this to what I need to be what it needs to be. And she quit her her full-time job and has now her business that she's building and another side hustle. So she has two kind of side hustles. She's doing bartending and catering. And she's like, this is what I need to make sure my mortgage is paid. Yeah. And to live not as comfortably as I was. And then this is buying me the time to build this business and have that time. So you don't necessarily need to completely burn it all down and walk away and start from zero, but there are different ways to do that. Oh yeah. And it's like, and and then if you have that, and, and I hate using the word safety, but really it comes down to our nervous system and how we yeah. feel because if you're in flight and flight or fight, and you're just so worried about that mortgage paying out, well, that's what's translating into the business that you're looking to build. And we just want to keep that energy around that thing you're birthing just so clean and clear and beautiful mm. so that it has the, the space to blossom, to bloom. And so, yeah, I love that solution. Like what else can you do that yeah. allows you to take care of the payments? And maybe, yes, your lifestyle will change a little bit for, you know, a period of time, but you know that you're working on your vision and that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And I love that you talk about energy. I used to work at a company where we had a large sales team and people would talk about sales breath. I don't know if you've heard that term, but they're like, people can smell your breath when you really have to sell something like you have sales breath. And right. that's kind okay, of like, I've never heard that. Sorry, don't drop, but it's brilliant. Get yeah. It. And so they're like, the people who really needed to sell something or were not doing well and really wanted to because they knew that they're going to be let go if they don't start selling. The customer, the people that they were talking to could feel that energy, that pressure of like, I feel like they're just trying to sell me something. And as soon as that was kind of let go, like when our, when we coached people were like, you need to get rid of the sales breath. Because everybody knows you're just trying to sell something and you just need to connect with the customers and then it'll happen. And, and a lot of our very analytical salespeople were like, well, I need the roadmap. I need to know exactly what to say when they say this. And it's like, you don't need that. Just talk from your heart and the sale will come. And they were like, that just sounds so woo, but it, it, it worked, you know, as it soon worked. as they got rid of that sales breath or that pressure on the business to perform or like, I need to close this client because I actually need to pay the bills. Mm. Everything clicked because everything clients clicked. knew like, oh, they're just trying to get the sale. But when they started connecting with the people they were talking to and really just tried to help them, 
then they were saying, okay, how do I sign up? Exactly. Exactly. And then maybe, you know, someone's thinking, well, what if I am in that situation and I, I do need this to pay the bills. I mean, that's where it's like that. Yeah. Right. It's like that, the, the crossroads, but keeping in mind that they can smell your breath, they can feel your energy. And so it might just be a, a simple shift in, in the energetics piece where it's like, okay, no, no, you need to take a time out and sit with the why yeah. and yeah. learn more about your customer and really come from a place of service because none of us want to yeah. just be a number for someone else's sales targets. Like, and, yeah. and we're too, we're feelers as humans, we're feelers. And now we have this heightened awareness and it's like, we can smell the bullshit and we can smell and we're just a number. And so, you know, it doesn't have to mean that you don't sell anything that month, but just sit with yourself and really that energetic frequency behind it. I love it. And I love the energetic frequency. I also do a lot of fundraising. And so people will ask me, can you give me a script so I can Mm -hmm. ask for money? And I'm always like, no, just tell them your story and why they should join you. And it's the same thing with your clients when you're in business. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And I think you should join me. And that's Mm. a total energy shift from, you know, here's the five facts of what you're going to get when you work with me and the 13 calls, and it'll be 204 minutes of time. It's like, (laughs) what? <laughs> exactly. It's like go back to like we're we're we have souls, you know, yeah. go back to this heart-to-heart connection and like yeah. chat GTP can do all those scripts, but at the <laughs> end, there there's no humanness behind it, right? And yeah. so like yeah. Yeah. And you brought it. up the point really going back to your why. Like most of the time people get in business or create products to help, to do yeah, exactly. something to help somebody out. And that's what you need to share. Mm, Oh my gosh. I love it. And like thinking about my 13 years, it's like every single entrepreneur that I have had the honor of connecting with their why is so deep. It is way more than just the paycheck or paying. I have not met one entrepreneur who is successful, who's doing it to pay the mortgage or, you know, to create a lifestyle for themselves. Like it is so much deeper than that. And so if we can just, you know, whether we need to see it visually or why, or we need it on post-it notes, or it needs to be part of our morning mantras, like let that be your fuel and your customers and clients will feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's okay too, to make money. A lot of times oh, I work with nonprofits yeah. and they're like, I'm like, are you getting paid? And the founder's like, no, we're a nonprofit. Mm. I'm like, no, you should get paid. So if that yeah. is your mantra, that's fine too. Like it, that's your motivation. Like I want to be the first woman millionaire in this type of business, whatever. But yeah. I think what's so important, like you said, is making sure that that's the why is the core of your business, like that your your customers, your people, and and going back to your naysayers who may be your family, that your family gets that too. Yeah. The people who are not out there cheerleading you. A hundred percent. And Hey, I want to make a lot of money and I want to support women in making a lot of money because money simply just, you know, it's currency and we get to who we are will translate. Like when we have a lot of money, it's, it's, it's who we are that gets to use that money. And so 
I think, and this bigger is bigger impact. Yeah. Bigger, much impact. bigger impact. So if your why is based on impact, well, allow that wealth to support that why. But here's the thing. If we're really anchored into our why the money will come yep. like Again, it, it always does. And then I think this is where we go back to that internal compass. If something you're doing feels out of alignment, then go for the pivot, you know, yeah. change things up because at the end of the day, how you feel really matters. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, building a product-based business, that was the one thing that felt so out of alignment for me for a long time is a lot, oftentimes in product-based business, the revenue and well, the profit gets reinvested back yeah. into the company. And then now you have founders who have this beautiful mission, this beautiful vision, and they're not getting paid. And so eventually that takes a toll. And so I was talking to, to, um, our CFO recently, and she's, she's on this huge mission, like founders pay yourself first, because yeah. if that becomes, you know, if that allows you to be fully supported and maybe not fully, I mean, maybe your lifestyle gets, you know, a little bit of an edit, which is totally fine, especially in the yeah. early stages of entrepreneurship, pay yourself first. That energetic exchange is going to continue fueling you so that you yeah. can continue showing up on purpose. Um, but if you're not paying yourself first and everybody else, you know, your contractors, your uh, people you've hired, they get paid and you're stuck there depleted as a founder. Well, eventually mm -hmm. that is going to impact what you're doing. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to pay yourself a full salary, a million dollars, anything like that. but the act of paying yourself every two weeks or a month, it does allow you to get in that rhythm. But also, I mean, I've worked with, I work with a lot of nonprofits and I've had founders who founded their nonprofit and they didn't get paid. And then when they left, uh, or they were executive director. So they found it, became the executive director. They didn't get paid. They donated all their time and then they left. And the board, could not find anybody else shockingly mm. to do it for free. And so then they had to like cut programs and cut a lot of things because they needed to actually pay the executive director. Mm. And so I always say, you know, as a founder of a business or a nonprofit, pay yourself first. And if you yeah. want to donate that money back to the nonprofit, go ahead and do that. If you want to give it back to your business or invest in something else. I wouldn't have maybe advised that for a business, but you could. Yeah. But, but have that in that initial foundation, yeah. right? So if someone does come over and buy the company or take over the position, yeah. I mean, likely they're not going to just do it for free. I mean, really life well, is quite expensive just, right now. <laughs> yeah. You just sold the company. How many people would buy a company and then not ask, what are you paying yourself? That was They're one of the first ask, questions. Yeah. Are you was, profitable? Or are you paying yeah. yourself? Yep. Two main questions. Yep. yep. Exactly. And so make sure that is part of, you know, your financial planning and yeah. also just like that energetic exchange is going to fuel yep. you to continue showing up because it really is an energetic exchange. And so, yeah. um, I think for anyone listening who is not paying themselves right now, and like we said, it doesn't have to be an extravagant salary. Just remember it is an energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. Make that shift right now.
Yeah. And then also there's a lot of energy around bonuses and raises. Like you see people post on LinkedIn all the time. I got a, I got a new title, a promotion, and everybody assumes you got more money. So do that for yourself. I, I like to tell some of my clients in January, pretend you are HR and you tell them you get two weeks vacation this year. If you don't use it by December, you lose it, (laughs) you know, and then give yourself a review and give yourself a raise, or maybe give yourself a little bonus. If you did a really good job that year, because, uh, and maybe promote yourself, change your title. Nobody needs to know. (laughs) Do it for you. And, you know, and then it comes down to this worthiness conversation is like, you are worthy of doing that. So do it for yourself, take care of yourself, because when you're working from overflow, everybody around you will feel that as well. Yeah. I even had one of my founders, she scheduled an email for November. So this was in January. And I was like, you scheduled an email for November. She's like, oh yeah, the subject is use it or lose it. (laughs) Have you taken your vacation yet? If not, they go away December 31st. And she said, she started doing this like two years ago because prior to that, she'd worked in her business for like five years and never took a proper vacation. Mm. And once she started treating it like her company would, like, I'm going to lose these days, I'm going to take them. Uh, Then she started doing it and she felt Mm -hmm. more energized, refreshed. And it's okay. Like you can tell your customers we're out of the office for a week. I mean, in Europe, they do it. You're from Canada. Do they do this there in Canada? Like in Europe, they're like, gone for the summer on holiday. No, Europe does it really well. We're so we're both North Americans. I mean, we just we're <laughs> part of a hustle culture. And it's like, yeah. and I it is, I'm just coming off a month in Mexico. And it wasn't like a quote unquote vacation. We're taking a month off because both my husband and I are entrepreneurs and we love what we do. But just being in this frequency of vacation and yeah. a relaxed nervous system and just in this trusting and know, knowing and allowing and everything blooming and blossoming around us in the greenery. I had my biggest month in sales for the year. And it was just, I love like, it. It was, and, and sorry, like a full, like our, our year doesn't yeah. start January. Right. So it was like, whoo, thank you for the evidence and showing me that I get to relax and I get to generate and mm-hmm. I get to impact. And so, yes, please take a vacation, yeah. go, you know, if you're portable, virtual online, go somewhere else, change up your environment because it really does matter. It has an impact on, on how we feel and we can be a lot more productive that way. Yeah. I just love this conversation and I love that you really owned the ability to do more than one thing. If somebody's like, oh yes, hell yes, I love this conversation. They want to work with you. How would they find you and what could they expect? Yeah. I mean, I'm hanging out on Instagram a lot. It's underscore Anna Lozano. I mean, you will find me talking about energetics, frequency and business strategy. And then my website is analozano.com. Perfect. I love it. And it sounds like a mastermind is coming up in April. So this might be the time to check that out and really bloom this spring. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Okay. Bold goal crushers. It's time to get out there and crush your goals. 
because you can do it without working double time. So let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.